Let's get right into it. So by the end of this call, you guys are never going to need another gym again. That is the goal, okay? Who's excited about that? Pretty exciting. Are you excited to learn what the hell I'm gonna talk about? Like, what could I mean by this? So um, basically, what I want you to do is I want you to take a second, and I want you to think about what is a muscle contraction? If you had to describe it, how the hell would you describe a muscle contraction? It's a weird question, no one ever asked you that. So how would you describe it? What would you say, like give me a sentence. What is a muscle contraction? Let's see, Tina, what do you think a muscle contraction is? <laughs> Hi, your muscle uh, tightening and untightening. Okay, I like it. I like that, I'll accept that. Let's see, <laughs> Vicky. Vicky, what do you think a muscle contraction is? Oh, hold on, Vicky, you're on mute. Or turn your volume up maybe, Vicky? <laughs> Good old technology. No worries, maybe I'll come back to you. Let's do Seema. Seema, what do you think a muscle contraction is? Uh, <laughs> so I think it's like cramps. That's the only thing I uh, think I can think okay, about. Okay, I like it. When Let's you say cramps. muscle contraction. Okay, I'll take it. And maybe uh, for me it happens. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. That was a good start. You go with what you know, right? Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Let's call on... Let's do Trudy. Trudy, what do you think a muscle contraction is? Um, I would say um, just general cramps, basically. Okay. And spasms in the muscles. Okay, love it. So general theme here, ladies, and it seems we think it's like a cramp, okay? Basically, it's not as complicated as you think. It's just creating a force in the muscle. It's a pulling force in your muscle. That's what a contraction is, the pulling force in your muscle, okay? And there are two variables that make it a contraction and will define what type of contraction it is. It's very simple. It is um, length, okay, and tension. So how much tension are you creating and what is the muscle doing? What is the muscle actually doing? What movement is the muscle make, making? Is it lengthening, is it shortening, is it staying still? Okay, so that's the only thing that's classified as a contraction. It's a pulling force created in the muscle, and there's two variables that determine the type of contraction, length and tension, okay? Why the hell is this important? Well, I'll tell you why, okay? Um, there are three basic muscle contractions. Has anybody heard that before? Has anybody heard that there's different types of contractions? Show of hands, yes, no. So there's three, yep, yeah, some people's hands. So there's three types of muscle contractions, okay? And this is important. First one is the most common one, and this is the one we do all the time through our day, okay? And it's called concentric, concentric contraction. And basically all that means is it means your muscle is shortening under tension. So think of any exercise in your head right now, it's probably a concentric muscle contraction. So if I have my bicep here, it's shrinking to do this. My bicep is shortening to bring my hand up here. Super simple, that's a concentric contraction. Does that make sense? That's type number one, and I'll tell you why it's important to know in a second, okay? Type number two is called eccentric. So one is concentric, second is eccentric, 
okay? And eccentric is the opposite of concentric. Eccentric means it is lengthening under tension. So if this is shortening, this is lengthening, okay? So it would be like somebody trying to hold you back here, but you're trying to pull away, and there's still tension in that muscle, but it's lengthening under tension. You guys see that there? Okay, that's the difference, those are the two big ones, okay? Uh, eccentric contraction is the one that causes the most damage in your muscle, the most micro tears, okay? And micro tears are a good thing, we want to. That's what happens when you work out. You're sore because you've torn the muscle, and that's why you need sleep so much, because when you sleep, it recovers all the, um, all the little tears and you get stronger, okay? So concentric, shortening, eccentric, lengthening. And then the last contraction is called isometric. Isometric, and basically it just means a hold. So the muscle is not lengthening and it's not shortening under tension. So it's like if I hold my bicep here and it's not going anywhere but I'm squeezing it, okay? So concentric shortening, eccentric lengthening, isometric holding. Okay, super simple, that's the basis. You need to know that if you're going to take working out seriously. You need to understand why you're doing something you're doing, you need to understand why your body is doing this, why are we asking this of you, okay? Um, it is our job to educate you. You guys should not be dependent on us, okay? You should be relying on us to inform you and to educate you and always keep you up to date, okay? We don't want you to keep you in the dark, okay? So. I'm gonna give you an example of each, and you're gonna write in the comments if it's concentric, eccentric, or isometric. So you can do C, E, or I. Isometric means the muscle is not lengthening, not shortening under tension. Eccentric means the muscle is lengthening under tension. And concentric means the muscle is shortening under tension, okay? So, Ladies, I'm gonna test your brain. Let's see who's actually paying attention and who hasn't zoned out yet with my science talk. So, what is a push-up? A regular old push-up. Are you shortening? Are you lengthening? Are you staying still? I see the eyes thinking. I see them rolling back. Write in the comments. C, E, I. There's no, I'm no, there's no judgment. You just learned this, so it's okay if you get it wrong. A. I'm liking this. I get to see how your minds work. So keep writing if you want to take a guess. I'll give it five more seconds. So if you want to go super simple with it, it's concentric. Super simple, it's concentric, okay? Because a push-up, right, you come down. When you push up, that's when your muscles are shortening. Your chest muscles are shortening. Your tricep muscles are shortening. That is the concentric. Concentric is the push, okay? Muscles are shortening. Right? Just because your arms are lengthening doesn't mean that, they're, that the muscle's lengthening, the muscles are shortening to get you there. So it's concentric, okay? Now, and I'll tell you why it could be all three in a second. So some of you got that right, okay? Um, Andrew said core is iso, yes, and I'll tell you that in a second. Now, um, when you're walking down the stairs, what are your legs doing? When you're walking down the stairs, not up, down the stairs. Are they shortening? Are your, are your leg muscles shortening, lengthening, or staying still? What do you think? It's complicated, eh? C, E, or I? C, E, or I? Ooh, look at you guys. So it's eccentric. Going down the stairs is eccentric because you extend your leg and then you stop. You extend your leg and you stop. So you're, you're slowing down the lengthening. 
Okay, so it's not you're just falling, you're controlling the lengthening, stopping, and then moving forward. So down the stairs is eccentric, okay? Now, if you are doing a wall sit, so you're sitting against the wall, doing a static wall sit, holding that position, is that concentric, eccentric, or isometric? Are you shortening, lengthening, or holding? This one's an easy one. You can always pretty much tell an isometric contraction because nothing's moving. Yeah, you guys got it. Isometric, because you're holding the muscles, you're still working, but it doesn't look like anything, right? So now you guys kind of get an idea. Now, this is the cool part. So let's go back and analyze the push-up, okay? So if we look at a push-up, who's done a push-up before? Pretty much everybody, let's see those hands. We've all done push-ups before? Yeah, okay. So push-ups, they'll work your chest, and they work your triceps, so the back of your arms. They're good for those chicken wings we all want to get rid of, okay? Um, now, those are the muscles that works concentrically. So they shorten to help you push yourself up. Now, if you want to get everything out of your workout and you want to work those muscles 100%, you want to um, tone that muscle as much as possible, if you want to tear that muscle as much as possible, and if you want to work that muscle 100%, you incorporate all three contractions into one exercise. So what we normally do is we only feel it concentrically. So we only feel it when we do the working part of the lift, okay? Because it's the easiest part to feel it, the part that requires the most energy, right? When, it, when you squat, the hard part is standing back, back up. The standing up out of a squat is concentric. Your leg muscles are shortening to make you stand up, okay? Now, like I said, if you want to get everything out of your workout and you don't want to waste a single second of your workout, you incorporate all three contractions into one exercise, okay? So, uh, an example, back, we'll go to a squat, okay? So, you want to slow down in your squat because that will contract your muscles eccentrically. You want to pause at the bottom of your squat and contract them isometrically. And then you stand up and you get the concentric contraction. Does that make sense? Are you following me? So now instead of only contracting your muscle one way, you've now contracted it in every way possible and you've gotten more bang for your buck from one rep. You can burn more calories from one rep this way. You can get stronger, faster, leaner from just one rep this way. Can we all see why that would make a difference? Yes, okay. Now, knowing what you know, ladies, why do you think it's important to incorporate all three of these? Why do you think it would help you? What the heck is it, why the hell do you care? Take a second. What, what do you think you can do with this knowledge now? What do you think you can do with it? Take a second, give me 10 seconds, and I'm gonna ask you. We'll go to Liza. Liza, why do you think it's important to have this knowledge? Can you hear me, Liza? You know which muscle groups to, to use, which exercises to go to. Yep, yep. Let's see, Mackie, what do you think? Mackie, why, what, why do you need to know this? Um, so that you're more mindful of how you're working your muscles out and they, you know how to work them out properly from different angles. Yep, yep. Let's get one more. We'll do Katie. Katie, why do you think you need to know this? I was just gonna agree with Mackie. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Awesome, okay. So, 
There's a couple reasons why I'm giving you this little science lesson, okay? Number one, first and foremost, is because we all have busy lives, okay? If somebody has told you that you need to spend hours in the gym and that you need to work out more than three times a week to get to your results, they are lying, and they don't know how to get you to your results, okay? So take that in right now. If you know how to contract your muscle properly, you get so much more from one rep, then do a full set, then do a full workout, and you guys are like a hundred times way ahead of all the women out there who've been fed these crappy um, tips and tricks, okay? So it's gonna just put your results ahead, okay? And why? Because now it's going to reduce the likelihood of a plateau, okay? Because now you know how to properly engage your muscles or what you should be doing in every exercise, trying to find those three contractions. So you're not going to plateau as much because your muscle is constantly being challenged in every part of every rep, right? Uh, and this is so important because who's, who's been to a gym and seen those huge, huge guys with no necks and they can't put their arms down and they can barely walk through the door? Who has seen those guys? We've all seen them, right? Okay. Now, they're very strong in the gym, ladies. They're very strong in the gym. But ask them to help you move, they won't be very good. Ask them to carry the refrigerator out the door for you, probably can't do it. Ask them to help lift the couch up, probably can't do it. Okay, so if you only train in one muscle contraction, you are only strong in that contraction. And guess what? Life happens in all three of those contractions. You can't just walk through life only doing concentric contractions, right? When you're carrying groceries, you are carrying them to the door and that's isometric holding them. Then you lift them up onto the counter, that's concentric. Then you drop them onto the counter, that's eccentric. So everything in life, every movement you're doing involves all three. So if you only train in one dimension, you're just gonna be strong there, okay? So you wanna be functionally strong. You wanna be that girl, that woman that can be strong and be the one that doesn't have to ask for help to move the couch, right? Or to take, you can take one trip with your groceries. You don't have to take multiple trips, okay? So it's functionally better, okay? If you have to, you know, hold a, a grocery bag with a 90 degree elbow, this is isometric. Can you hold that or are you going to be shaking, right? What about if you slip on ice? If you slip on ice, you need to use all three contractions to tighten up and make sure you don't fall, right? And if you know how to activate all three contractions, you save yourself and you don't end up pulling a back muscle trying to save yourself. Can you guys see how this functionally applies to your life? Because we're not just trying to get you, you know, physically fit and physically to a goal. We're trying to get you prepared for life, for anything life throws at you, okay? Because everybody pulls muscles, everybody sprains ankles, everybody has injuries and will have injuries their whole life. We always do. We just, you know, some of us are clumsy. Sometimes you can't avoid accidents. So it's minimalizing, um, minimalizing how, how much these are going to affect you things, okay? Um, so it's a, just a way more efficient way of going through life, okay? Uh, it's also important because you have a muscle, okay, and like you guys know, it's important to build muscles, especially as women, because the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is, so you get to eat more food, okay, um, but the more you work a muscle, the more you can develop it faster, so you become stronger faster, you are, your endurance goes up faster, okay, you become more powerful more quickly, right, and 
that's so important when you're on a, a fat loss journey in particular, because it's so easy to fall off because you have so many times in the past. So you, again, it's all about needing different ways to see and measure your progress. And if you use these three different types of contractions, okay, your progress speeds up faster. If you find that you're plateauing in the gym, it means you're lazy and you're rushing through your workouts because it hurts too much to incorporate all three. Because if you do it, one set is torture. One rep should be hard enough. Forget about a full set, okay? So there's no reason there should be any plateau um, once you know all these three contractions, okay? Um, like I said, it also helps you to start to contract 100% of the muscle, which means you're gonna progress faster, okay? And um, it's also important because you're never going to get bored, okay? Knowing these three things opens up your exercise repertoire. Okay, and what I mean by that is, you guys know, let's say you only know what a squat is and a push-up is, okay? So you only know two exercises, okay? Now that you know that you can incorporate three types of contractions into one exercise, you've just turned knowing one exercise into knowing three exercises. And then if you know two exercises, you know six exercises, right? So you can do a concentric squat where you just go up and down like usual. You can do an eccentric squat where you take 10 seconds down, one second up, 10 seconds down, one second up. You can do an isometric squat where you come down, you pause for 10 seconds, come up, come down, pause for 10 seconds. So it makes things more interesting. It expands your exercise repertoire like crazy. Can you guys see how that works? Just by knowing that little trick, you've like quadrupled the amount of exercises you know now. Does that make sense? Because you can turn any exercise you know into an eccentric exercise and into an isometric exercise. Very, very cool stuff, okay? Um, and why is this important? So what does knowing this make you never need a gym for? Well, um, the reason I, I, I named it that was because um, I own a physical gym, okay? And um, we've had to shut down, obviously, with everything going on right now. And a lot of our members and a lot of our clients are freaking out because they can't make it to the gym. They're used to lifting weights, right? Is anybody else in the same boat? Is anybody used to lifting weights? Even if you weren't recently, everybody's kind of used to working out. Yeah, used to working out at a gym, not really much at home. Uh, and what they feel like and what they're anxious about is that they're gonna lose all their gains because they're not lifting weights, okay? But what I really wanna do and shed light on is your muscles, cannot tell that you guys are not lifting weights. I'm gonna say that one more time. Your muscles can't tell you're not holding weights. They cannot, all they can tell is how hard you're contracting your muscles, what type of contraction you're doing, and how long you're maintaining that contraction. That's called time under tension, tut. Time under tension, so how long are you going? So are you going till failure in your set? That's all the muscle knows. Muscle just knows what contraction you're doing and how intense is that contraction, okay? What contraction you're doing is completely up to you and how much effort you wanna put in, right? Because you can just do concentric of an, of, a, of an exercise, but if you wanna add those extra layers, you can, up to how much effort you wanna put in. And then the length of the, the contraction depends on how slow you're gonna go and how much you're gonna focus. So your body cannot tell you're not using weights. If you use all three contractions and if you slow down everything and really feel the movements, feel the joints moving, 
okay? You're gonna get the exact same stimulus, the exact same strength gains, and the exact same muscle toning as if you're using weights. Is that exciting? Is that exciting? So you don't ever really have to touch your weight. Now, does that mean I'm saying don't touch your weight? No, weights are good, okay? But you don't have to, okay? So I wanna kinda calm some anxiousness and calm some nerves with that thought. Angie says she thought weight adds intensity of the contraction. So Angie brings up a really good point. So adding weight is a way to increase uh, and, and do what's called progressive overload. So every workout, you guys should be striving to achieve progressive overload. That means improving in one way or another. Getting more reps in, getting more sets in, taking less rest, um, adding weight. You need to improve some way, okay? Your body, again, doesn't know that if you've improved, if you're using weights or not right? A lunge is a lunge. How can you make a lunge harder? You slow it down. You add a pause. You put, you hold your hands up. There are different ways to make an exercise harder and increase the intensity before adding weight. And your body can't tell the difference. Your muscles don't know, which is really cool. And a really cool point I want to make out. Okay. So, um, the thing here is you shouldn't have to use weight to feel a burn. You shouldn't have to use weight to get stronger, okay? You should be focusing on your form, on your muscle contraction quality. Then once you've mastered that, which very, very few ladies have, once you've mastered that, then the next step is adding weight. Does that make sense? Is that clear? Are we having any revelations? Let me see what you guys are thinking in the comments. Taylor says, I'm glad to hear this. I took my time on the Epic Challenge and I felt a bit stupid when I saw everyone else's time. Yes. So um, time is a great indicator of progress. So how fast can you do something? But here's the thing. If you speed up the time, but you've sacrificed the muscle contraction, it's not helping you. Does that make sense, ladies? So it's all, when it comes down to it, if you want gains and you want to tighten and you want to tone, it's not about the amount of weight you use, it's about the quality of your contraction. And I hope that's clear now after I've explained the three types, okay? Because most people go through life only ever doing concentric, only ever shortening, right? We'll go, um, we'll do a bicep curl like this, and then we'll drop down. Bicep curl like this, drop down. And we totally lose the bottom half of the rep. But you could still be making gains in the bottom half of the rep. That's where the magic happens. That's what puts you one step ahead, one level up, and gets you closer to that dream body, that athletic frame that you guys want, that's nicely shaped. Um, it's it's those, that extra time you take to work your muscle out more, okay? Because how many people have worked out in the past and either hit plateaus really quickly or just didn't see any change in their body? How many people have done that? They either hit plateaued and stopped progressing, or they just they were working out so much, but they couldn't figure out why their body wasn't changing. Who's been there? Yeah, really frustrating. When you put in all this effort and you don't see anything, it's because you're cheating yourself out of all those, uh, those contraction opportunities. Yeah, exactly. So really cool to know. Um, what does Ishika say? I've been more sore with our workouts without the weights than I have when I went to the gym. Exactly. That's awesome. So 
Again, now soreness, I'll make this point, soreness is not an indicator of a good workout or not. Okay, so you can do a great workout without always being sore, okay? But, okay, if you are able to contract your muscle, like I've been talking about, to, that, to its maximal potential, it will almost always be sore. So that should be your goal. We want to try and be sore every workout in different areas, okay? Because if you, and, and the more you practice moving, the more you're gonna start to feel the muscles burn. When you feel that burn, then you can concentrate on the burn and increase that burn, okay? What, two peop, what, what people um, too often do is they stop when they feel the burn. Who does that? Who's guilty? Who's guilty of maybe backing off a little bit when it starts to burn? Let me tell you, ladies. Yep, yep. Let me tell you, that is the most important part of the workout. That is the most crucial time. If you stop there, you're cheating yourself. The biggest changes in your body will happen when you push through the burn. If you stop in the burn zone, it, that's, it, you're not doing anything. Up until that point, your body hasn't done anything. Your body starts changing when you do your reps in the burn zone. There's this really cool quote of this famous boxer, and I couldn't tell you who it was, but he's like, I don't count my sit-ups until they start burning. What? I don't count my reps until they start burning. That's when true physical transformation happens, okay? If you think of your, your social media accounts right now, I bet if you opened up your pages right now, you'd see a body you want because you guys always follow those Instagram influencers, right? I bet you'll scroll and you'll see someone whose body you kind of want to achieve, right? If they have any significant amount of muscle mass on them, they are hard workers in the gym. Muscle mass takes dedication and it doesn't just take consistency, it takes intentional consistency, ladies. You can't just zone out in a workout. If you want to maximize your results, which is totally doable because all we ask from you guys is really 20 to 30 minutes of a workout, right? Totally doable. If you can focus and be present for that long, you guys are way ahead of all the ladies that go spend two hours in a gym, sitting on a machine, scrolling through their cell phone between sets. Because that's what I used to do. I used to, you know, I used to walk into the gym. I'd pick what, like five machines I'd want to do where I was sitting down. And then I would do a set, take a break, do a set, take a break. Barely broke a sweat, okay? Definitely stopped when I felt the burn and saw no results long term. My body didn't start to change or tighten at all. Who's, who knows what I'm talking about? We've all kind of had these experiences. And it's really, really cool, guys. Martha says, I do feel sore after a workout, but at times I find certain parts of my body are more tired uh, and then sore, more tired than sore. So here's the thing. When you practice working out, so when you're consistent, usually this takes a couple months, you start to learn how to use more of a muscle. Not just the different contractions, but actually activate more muscle fiber, right? So right now, say you're, you're working 50% of your bicep in a bicep curl. Eventually, you'll be able to activate 100% of your bicep in a bicep curl. Does that mean the bicep curl gets easier? No. It means you're, it actually gets harder because you're activating more muscle, which takes more energy and more oxygen. So once you actually become better and stronger, the workouts are just as hard because you're stronger and that activation of more muscle, it, it ups the intensity. Does that make sense, guys? 
So it's normal to be sore or tired. That's normal. Okay, tired means you really tried to work that muscle, which is good. Pay attention to the tiredness versus the soreness. Both will tell you different things about a muscle, which is really, really cool, okay? Some of us, excuse me, some of us have um, genetic predispositions where we have a strong lower body or a strong back or a strong this or maybe a genetic disposition to having a weak upper body. That's normal. So you're going to notice soreness in different areas in someone else because your body has gone through life differently than someone else's body, right? You put your body through, uh, you know, hell pretty much with all the dieting, with all the, the crazy cardio we've done, with all the uh, exercise, over-exercising, under-exercising. We've kind of, we, our bodies are, are, are broken and trying to repair right now. So everybody will feel it differently, which is really cool. So pay attention to what you feel, guys. It, it tells you a lot about your body. Christine says, I find some days I have more to give to my workouts on those days I really try to ride the burn. Yes, so Christine, this is awesome. Ideally, um, you would find a schedule in your eating habits and in your day where you'd have optimal levels for your workout. Because again, you have to be mentally present for your workouts, okay? if you want the most out of them. Some days you won't, that's okay, nobody's perfect, but majority should have um, that intention of being present, okay? And some days you're gonna be able to ride out that burn. Some days you're gonna be able to just, you know, squint your face and just roar and yell through the burn. That's great, some days you won't be able to, but when you do, go for it. Do not hold back. Do not hold back, don't cheat yourself. And that's why I like the Zoom workout so much because I can see you guys stopping right when it gets burning and then we can yell at you to keep going. That's the most important part. Maria says, if they don't sweat or don't feel sore, does that mean you didn't have a good workout? Absolutely not, Maria. Some people, there's different reasons why people sweat versus don't sweat. I just genetically, like I do one push up and I go red like a tomato. Is anybody in the same boat? Does anybody get red like really quick? Like I can literally do one push-up and people think I'm dying. Does that mean I'm struggling? No, that's just how my, my physiology works. I sweat really well. Ryan, Coach Ryan, doesn't sweat. It takes a lot for him to sweat. Our bodies are just uh, wired differently and our bodies are stronger in different things than others. Mine's really quick at regulating my body temperature. Ryan is a little slower. Um, Ryan is stronger and more explosive power than me. I can't, I'm not very good at jumping because I don't have the power. So it's just different. So sweat does not mean uh, a good or bad workout. And ladies, sweating does not equals calorie burned, okay? Just because you sweat more doesn't mean you burn more calories, okay? What burns more calories is the type of workout you do. So the type of workout we structured actually burns more calories when you finish. It actually revs you up for the rest of the day. And what's gonna increase and really trigger those calories to be burned is that burning. Because why? Who knows why? Why does the burning equals more calorie burned? Take a second and see if you can put that together. Why does that burn equal more calories? Who thinks they have an answer? Lisa, what do you think? Can you hear me, Lise? There you go. Put up your volume. There you uh, go. Yeah, sorry. What was the question? Because I was asking you a question. <laughs> no worries. Oh, hold on. I was typing a question for you, so I wasn't listening to the question. <laughs> no worries. So the question was, what was the why, question? Do you, why do you think that burning sensation in the muscle? Oh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
No? Okay, I'll come back to you, Elise. Yeah, why do I think the burning sensation works? Yeah. Bur burns more calories. No. Okay. No, okay, I'll come back to you, Elise. Don't worry about it. Let's do Martha. Martha, can you hear me? Martha, you there, darling? Yeah. Um, burning more calories. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So take a guess. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, when you're burning more calories, you're, uh -huh. you're kind of, you're, how would you describe it? It's, it has to do more with the muscle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Aren't you working, aren't you building more of the muscle? Yes. No, no, you're on the right track. I'm trying to remember what the word is. You're on the right track. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll snowball with that, guys. So the reason you burn, yeah, the, the reason you burn more calories when you're in that burn, and Andrew said it pretty nicely in the comments, is because that burn is when you get maximal tearing. And the tearing is what we want. And what happens when we have more tears? We need more recovery. And our body is gonna use more calories to help us recover. That's why sleeping is so important because the majority of, our, uh, of what happens when we sleep is recovery. So we're not gonna burn those extra calories if you have crappy sleeps, ladies, okay? Who still has crappy sleeps? Comment, let me see the comments. And if you do, go into the fat loss accelerator module in your portal and look at the sleep multiplier. That will help you. But those micro tears, those huge micro tears that you guys are going to be tearing and tearing and tearing, if you can push through that burn, okay, it just requires way more calories to repair. It's like somebody, I don't know the exact number, but when someone has heart surgery, okay, their metabolism speeds up like crazy. I think it's like three to four times as, as fast as a normal rate because your body's trying to heal so quickly. And it requires energy to heal. And energy equals calories. So that's how you burn more calories, being present and really, really burning, bur burning okay? Um, now, does anybody have any questions so far? I know, Lisa, you were typing something in the comments. You can keep type that if you want. Um, Taylor says, so wearing a heavy sweater doesn't help you have more effective workouts. So no. So wearing, so most people wear a sweater because they want to sweat more, right? Because they think sweating more equals burning more calories. Okay. But that's a myth. Okay. That what I just disproved. Sweating more does not equal burning more. Now, if you see me work out, sometimes I do like to wear a sweater. I like to wear a sweater because it keeps me warm. It keeps my muscles warm so I can feel them and contract them better. That's just me. Some people get too hot in a workout and they don't need a sweater to stay warm. They stay warm naturally. But it's, don't wear a sweater because you think you're gonna sweat more and burn more. That's, that doesn't make sense, okay? You'll just overheat. Um, what else have we got? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's plugging the sleep multiplier. Yes, queen. So Andrew's, Andrew's saying the sleep multiplier really works. Yeah, it does. Uh, the sleep multiplier, guys, it's something to look into if you've been struggling with your sleep for a long time, okay? Don't, again, don't cheat yourself. We need all the repair and all the, the metabolism boosting uh, factors we can get, okay? Now, any questions related to this, okay? Let's break some myths. So I, I love that sweater one. What else do you guys think when it comes to workout? What have you guys thought for so long? Or what are some funny things that you do thinking that you burn more calories? What did I used to do? 
I used to wear a waist trainer when I worked out. I used to wear a waist trainer when I worked out because I thought that if I sweat on my tummy, I'd lose weight on my tummy. Has anybody done that before? Has anybody done that before? I, that's what I used to do. Um, that's not true because we know we can't spot treat, right? You can't do a million crunches and shrink your tummy, right? You just got to let your body lose weight in the order that it wants to. That's why the people who stay on their weight loss journey the longest are the most successful because they, because at a certain point, it, your body finally reaches uh, and finally burns the fat off where you want it to, right? Usually the place where we want to burn fat the most is usually the last place your body wants to let go of it. So it's the people who are in it for the long run that, that are actually the most successful. I do stairs in between our workout days. Is that good? So Katie, so this is good. So um, that's good for movement, right? It's just good to get moving, to get steps in the day. Um, yes, it's burning calories because you are moving, okay? I would do it because, um, because it's good to get your heart rate up, okay? I, I like the idea of every 45 minutes or every hour you put an alarm on your phone to remind you to just stand up and stretch because I, you know, my day gets away from me so much. Uh, I can be on the computer for literally like 10 hours and not even know about it. Is anybody else like that? Does anybody lose track of time in front of a computer? It's really, it's, it's bad. So sometimes I'll put an alarm on my phone if I know I've got a busy day in front of a computer to remind me to get up and move, especially now that the weather's nicer. So Katie, keep it up. It's, it's, um, don't do it because you, because you ate a piece of cake and you're punishing yourself to burn more calories, right? That's not a good mindset. Do it because, oh, I have been sitting a lot. I need to get my heart rate up, okay? Does a waist trainer help to get a smaller waist? So uh, it does not. Waist trainers do not work, okay? They're temporary. They're like Spanx, okay? They look good under clothing, but when you take it off, your body's the same, okay? Um, they're not really healthy. They're, like I said, they're not going to make you burn belly fat. They're not going to make your stomach tighter. Um, Long-term, they do cinch your waist in, but at what cost, right? If you're going to wait that long, you might as well start implementing healthy habits instead of using it. Um, yes, yeah, Stacey has an Apple Watch. That's awesome. Does anybody else have one of those watches? Anybody else have a watch that they use? These are awesome for counting steps. So if you're really going to take your, you know, your fitness journey um, serious long-term, Invest in one of those watches because they measure how many steps you take. They'll remind you to move if you haven't in a while. They can monitor your sleep. They monitor your heart rate um, because heart rate is also another great tool to have in your toolbox to measure your progress, right? So a workout that maybe got your heart rate up to 120 beats per minute at the beginning of your journey might only get it up to 100 beats now. And that's cool to know too. Like physically notice your physiological changes. Um, also guys, Yes, we got some people with Fitbits. That's cool too. Um, you can go to your doctor as well and get blood work done. Okay, get blood work done to see where you're at because um, there's a lot of changes that you're going to go through that you're not going to be able to physically see, but you're going to want to know them, right? You want, again, more sources of motivation, more sources showing you progress. So, a little different things too. Garmin is good too. Yep. Uh, what else? Let me see. Yeah, they tell you, yeah, which is really cool. So they'll tell you if you, you're stressed or they'll kind of um, talk to you about breathing sometimes. Does running, jogging, walking give an overall workout to the body? So Valley's asking about cardio, guys. So who, does anybody do extra cardio right now? Walking, running, hiking, jogging, anybody? Let's see the hands. Okay, some people. So cardio is great. 
I will never not, I will never say don't do cardio, okay? But here's the thing, if you're relying on your cardio to lose weight, you're gonna fail. Why? Because cardio doesn't speed up your metabolism. Muscle building does. And you know what cardio does if you don't do it properly? Cardio actually eats your muscles. Cardio makes your body eat the muscles if you don't do it properly, okay? And here's a perfect example. Look at all marathon runners. Look at all the Olympic marathon runners. Do you wanna look like that? No, no, nothing against them. They're amazing athletes, but their body is not what you guys want. Their body is a cardio body, a cardio bum, right? Small, flat bum. We want a nice hourglass shape and cardio literally will eat away at your muscles, okay? Because your body adapts. Your body's like, oh, I guess we're doing more cardio now. I have to get lighter so I can get better at it. So instead of burning fat, it'll start to burn away at the muscle. That's why people who are runners, um, avid runners, long distance runners have very small frames because they've actually, um, their body has decreased their muscle mass to make them more efficient and lighter at running, which is a cool fact, okay? So cardio is great, okay? Keep it up. Number one, do not do it because you're punishing yourself. Do not do it because you think it's going to make you lose weight. Do it because you love it. Do it because you want to be moving and you want to get your sweat in and you want to maybe see the outdoors, okay? Think of why you do something before you do it, ladies, okay? We are in this like self-punishment cycle. I ate a piece of cake. I'm going to do an hour extra cardio tomorrow. Um, I had a big burger for lunch. I'm going to not eat all night. Like these are just bad, bad habits. Pay attention to why you're acting the way that you are. Where are these decisions coming from? Is it coming from a good place? A place of, I want to get better. I want to be healthy. I want to improve next time. Or is it a place of self-deprecation, of restriction, of punishment, because you feel guilty, right? And that guilt comes from a place of two extremes, right? We're all in, super healthy, working out seven days a week, eating salads every day, or we're sitting on the couch eating Ben and Jerry's at midnight, right? These are the two extremes we live in right now. So there's a happy medium in the middle that only comes with consistency, with the right tribe to keep you in the middle, to pull you back in when you find an extreme, okay? And it's really important to, to remember that um, you have to, again, level up in one thing. You can't keep jumping. Your body will never adapt if you keep jumping from thing to thing, okay? Um, let's see what else we got. Yeah, so, so um, cardio is great, okay? I'm not gonna knock it. You do not need to be doing hours. Like 30 minutes to an hour of moderate cardio is more than enough, more than enough. You can do it every day if it makes you feel good, but you don't even need to, okay? As long as you're getting 10,000 steps a day, uh, at least on the days that you're not working out with us, that's enough, okay? Again, if you just keep, if you keep, like everybody, you know, we all want this proverbial balance. We're all like, I just want balance. I just want to learn moderation. We want this proverbial balance. But we look for balance in extreme behaviors. Does that make sense, ladies? We keep searching for balance, but we're trying to get there with extreme behaviors. And that doesn't make sense because your results from that will be as short-lived as the effort you put in to get there. Okay? So keep that in mind. Why are we doing the things that we're doing? Okay, if you really want balance, if you really want to be a good example for everybody in your life, stop going to the extremes. You know, like if you have a really bad week and you put on five pounds of inflammation and bloat, don't restrict yourself and, and starve yourself the next week to make up for last week. 
because that's one extreme to the other. We're still in the pendulum. We're still going from side to side, stuck in that cycle. You know, you may think you're helping yourself, but it's the exact same behavior. It's the exact same behavior that got you into that falling off mentality and you haven't changed anything. Is this resonating with anybody? Does anybody feel this like personally in their heart that they've been through this before? You're not going to find balance in extreme behaviors. Over-exercising, under-eating, overeating, no exercise, they're all in the same family. Just because one's considered healthy and one's not doesn't mean that they're good. Because a, an obsessive healthy habit is just as unhealthy and just as, as damaging as an as a, as a unhealthy habit, as a write-out unhealthy habit. So pay attention, guys. My message that I want to leave you with is act with intention, okay? We're all here because we want to better ourselves. Every, everything, like I'm going to be really, really vulnerable with you guys right now. Everything that I do in life is so that, you know, I can end up on my deathbed and be happy and be content and have no regrets and not be scared. Like I'm just constantly trying to grow and evolve and, and bring people with me so that they feel that too. But it requires a lot of work and it requires a, a lot of uh, uncomfortableness and a lot of um, shifting of mindset and it's not pretty and it's not a straight line um, and it's hard some days, um, but the good days make up for it and the end result makes up for it. So just put your seatbelt on, like buckle in, enjoy the ride, expect the unexpected. Um, we're in this for the long run if you truly want to make change, okay? Appreciate your body, appreciate that it's gotten you to this point in life because we beat the hell out of it. All those long party nights, right? All those crazy diets, all the no exercising, over-exercising, like we really beat our body up. So just love yourself, appreciate where you are. There's no shame in where you are right now because everybody on this call, everybody in this Fit Keen community is a different person tomorrow than they are today. So there's no need to feel embarrassed or ashamed of where you are right now because you are changing. You're making an effort. You are a new person tomorrow. So who the, who the hell cares who you were today? Okay, so don't be embarrassed. Don't feel bad, don't feel guilty. Uh, everything you're doing is for growth and growth is uncomfortable. And if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel anxious, if you if you're, feel um, offended sometimes, that's normal, you're on the right path. I'm in the same boat, guys. Um, I, I only ever struggle or strive for, for progression, never perfection. And that's all I ever ask of from you guys is progression, not for perfection. Um, and, I just want you guys to know, like I said, everything I do in my life is to get to that end and be happy. And right now, some of you aren't there. Are you guys 100% happy? If you, God forbid, if you died tomorrow, would you be happy? Probably not. You'd have things you want to do, people you want to say things to, right? So just watch how you act. Watch what your intentions are, okay? Don't punish yourself, enjoy this journey. I'm having fun here with you guys. I am, I am open and I am constantly growing and I'm constantly learning and when I learn something, I will share it with you guys immediately. And that's what this is for, We're just constantly growing together and building each other up so we can all be happy and content with the people we are in the life that we're building.